You're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, now with over 200,000 downloads worldwide. This is the podcast for you if you're an independent beauty salon, skin clinic, spa owner or manager. I want to help you reach your business goals through simple, practical and focused business information and advice. We deal with the foundations of starting and also growing not only an incredibly profitable, rewarding and stable beauty or wellness business, but also a stress-free one too. In short, I'm here to help you make more money, have more time and get back to simply what it is you enjoy doing and why you set out on this journey rather than worrying about all that businessy stuff and not getting the results you want. And who am I? Well, my name is Adam Chatterley and I'm your host here on the show. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, how are you today? If you're an avid real-time listener of the show, then sorry for the couple of weeks gap there. Things got a little bit crazy around here and unfortunately, the podcast episode didn't quite make it out on time. Now, if you're listening to this episode later on, then don't worry, nothing to see here. I absolutely did not forget to publish an episode for a couple of weeks. So what have I been doing? Well, I'm glad you asked because following the last episode where I talked a little bit about my leaning into working a bit more again with people one-to-one, I received a number of emails and a number of messenger messages from listeners interested in working more closely with me. Now, I was being a little bit sneaky because I wanted to test out a brand new beauty business breakthrough session that I've been working on. In fact, I've created along with help from my own business coach. And I used all of this, all of the people that got in touch with me to test it out. And you guys absolutely loved it. Honestly, I've got something really powerful on my hands here because each and every person that contacted me that filled in the couple of pre-call questions and then turned up for the call because a couple of you out there didn't show up for the call, but that's okay. Anyway, all of those that showed up for the call told me that they'd gained so much clarity. They'd got questions answered that have been bothering them for ages. They'd broken through barriers that have been holding them back and generally figured out what they need to do next to work on their business, to get past that struggle, to grow that business and all of it on that one single call. Plus, I had so much fun speaking to people, connecting with you and helping you to really take the next steps confidently in your own businesses. Now, I'm finding and you guys are finding these breakthrough calls are so effective that they're going to go up on the website to purchase. And I think they're going to be amazing. But you know what? You guys out there, you guys are special to me. I appreciate you so much for listening to the podcast for the wonderful emails that you send me. And you know what? We're sneaking up on 300,000 downloads of the podcast. And it was only a few months ago that we broke through the 200,000 download mark. So here's what I'm going to do. If you'd like to check this out, if you'd like your own beauty business breakthrough session with me, then I've got some incredible news. I'd like to invite you to have a call with me as my gift to you for being a loyal listener. So just go to www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash breakthrough, and that will take you to a page to book a 30-minute beauty business breakthrough session with me for free. Now, you do have to do a small amount of work. There's a couple of questions that you need to answer so that we can really make the most of the call together. And it's also my way of making sure that you're serious. I need to know that you are serious about making changes. So the answers to these few quick questions is all that I ask of you. Now, I'm so excited to speak with you and to help more and more of you that, you know, if you've got a challenge, a struggle, a question, something that's been holding you back, or even if it's nothing specific and you just feel like you're in a place or a phase where you'd like to and you're ready to grow your business really quickly, then please let me help you. 
So that's beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash breakthrough, or there should be a handy clickable link right there in the description on your phone or your device or whatever you're listening to me on. So go and do it. What on earth have you got to lose? Now, you know what? As I've said, I got a real kick out of helping people one-to-one, but a big part of it and a big part of why I think it works so well is just simply having someone to talk to that understands all of your business stuff. Because running your own business, any business really, can be a really lonely job. I'm pretty much sure that all of you out there listening know what I'm talking about if you're running your own business. You know, the book stops with you. You're the boss. There's no one really to go to when you get stuck, when you don't have the answers, when you're down and you're not sure what to do next. But guess what? You don't have all the answers, or rather you do have all the answers, but deciding what to do can be so tough when you're doing it on your own. And even if you have a team, in 99% of the cases, they don't care. They've got their own lives. They've got their own challenges. They've got their own troubles. Maybe there's even something in there inside of you that doesn't really want to admit that you need the help. Now, I've been hearing this more and more recently from my work, both with independent therapists, owners of salons, even spa owners and spa managers, even those with large teams that they work with. The word lonely or some variation keeps coming up. Like I said, even when you're working in a big team or in a larger organization like a hotel spa or something like that. Now, handily, that's exactly what we are delving into today. And I wanted to bring on a special guest to talk to about this on the show with me. And then it hit me exactly who that person should be. Okay, so picture not only starting your own business, I guess you don't have to picture that, you're probably already there, but you're not only in your own business, but you're also the only worker in your business. And then on top of that, you also want to do the work, but you also want to be the therapist. You also want to write a book. You also want to help other solo therapists. You want to grow your business. You want to look after your clients. You want to create an academy. You want to speak on stage, create information products, (gasps) all while still having a life, looking after a little one, and somehow staying sane. Well, that is exactly what today's guest has done and has done on a daily basis. It's actually going to be her second time on the show. And wow, quite a bit has changed since we last spoke to her. Now, these days, as well as running her own solo therapist business, Kerry Beavis is also the creator of the Affluent Solo Therapist Club, which is a membership group supporting other solo therapists. And get this, she has co-authored an Amazon best-selling book called When She Rises. Now, all of this, whilst being a mum and a wife as well, you know, it's true to say that Kerry really doesn't let the grass grow under her feet. But how does she do it all? And how does she do it, you know, alone whilst battling the inevitable feelings of loneliness that must come with it? Well, that is exactly what we're going to find out. So without further ado, here is my recent conversation with Kerry Beavis. So I'm very pleased to welcome back to the show, Kerry Beavis. Hello. Thank you for having me again. I'm very privileged. (laughs) No problem at all. It's good to have you back. I think you are, actually, I think you will be the, when we put this episode out, the first person who's been on twice. (gasps) We've, We've recorded another podcast with episode with someone who will have been on twice but we haven't put that out yet Um, so I think this this one will go out first so you will officially be the first person who's been on oh wow that's amazing (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) hi you're very welcome so it has been believe it or not it's been a year I just looked at the date it's been a year since you were last on it was May 18th last year that you were last 
on. Wow. Well, so, and I know that a lot's changed with you since then. So, but I thought, could you could you give us an update on what's been going on since we last spoke to you? Yes. So, business wise, I've just become literally last week um, a best-selling co-author of a book. Woo. I know, quite exciting. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, that's really fabulous. It's called When She Rises. So that was um, launched with me and twelve other ladies, or eleven other ladies. Um, and all money goes to charity, so I've done that. Um, and I've also now launched my online academy. So that is um, into fruition now. So that's all exciting. Um, yeah, so just keeping changing, changing it slightly to train people and start an academy, and that kind of thing, really. So it's been really exciting. Are you still doing? Are you still doing the treatments as well? Still do my like really loyal regulars that right. I love doing. Um, yeah, so I just love doing that as well because I'm not quite ready to say goodbye because it's my calm place. <laughs> it's my happy place. <laughs> and I'm just seeing in the background, I can see, I can obviously see you on uh, on Skype here and I can see the background, a little baby seat. Uh, so you've still got your little one there? Yeah, he's three next month. So no I, way. Yes, turned into a three-nager. Um, so yes, he's got. I've got a three-year-old. I don't feel grown up enough. <laughs> Tell me about it. I've got a five and a three-year-old, and I, I'm, I still look at myself going, "Who lets me look after children?" It's very strange. Yeah, I often ask myself, but it's such a nice age where they're starting to chat now, and you can understand what they want out of yeah. life. <laughs> Makes it a lot easier. In some ways, yeah, yeah, in some ways, but then they get opinionated and it's, it's slightly more difficult and they move, they run off places that you don't want them to. It's very annoying. <laughs> yeah. But other than that. Other than that, the little moods, you get the crossed <laughs> arms and the sulking now. Oh, the crossed arms. Where do they learn the crossed I arms? I don't know. Thing? I don't think it's from me. I'm sure I don't no. do it. <laughs> my my son can pull off a crossed arms, yes. unhappy face like I've never seen. <laughs> so does mine. That's exactly what oh. he does. I think they must teach them at nursery or something. That's what I think. He definitely picked it up from other kids. <laughs> okay, so um, that's great. That's amazing. I did actually see your um, book, and, and you kind of glossed over it there, but it was an Amazon bestseller yeah. that you got, wasn't it? It was, yes. That's and, yeah. amazing. Really, really good. It was really exciting. I was even on BBC Radio the other day, which was quite... Wow. I know. That was quite exciting. A bit of a random thing. I like just doing random things. So, yes. uh, yeah, that was... It's, it's all amazing what you can do in this industry, really. It really is. It <laughs> yeah. really is. Now, um, so today on the show, we are, I've asked Kerry back on because I wanted to take um, a real look at the, I guess, the, the real life realities of running your own beauty business, specifically from the point of view of working very much on your own or in a very, very small team. You know, there, there are definitely some rewards to be had from and benefits for working for yourself, for going out on your own, all those kind of things. But if we're really honest, Kerry, it's not it's not all sunshine and roses, is it? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> it is. It's surprisingly hard work um, with all the extra bits. It's not just all oh, you do your treatments, but it's all the extra bits as well that you have to do. And it's extremely lonely. Like no one, nothing prepares you. If you're so used to working in a salon team or when you've been training, you've had this kind of group of people and yeah. then you're on your own. And yeah. with kind of no one really to talk to, or you have clients, although you have, you, you know, when you get to that stage where you're really busy and you have clients coming through the door, that's lovely, but you're still lonely because you've yeah. got to put on this, not well, yeah, kind of a professional head. You can't start asking them business questions or if you're feeling a little bit low, you can't tell them. It's, uh, yeah. it's surprising how lonely it can be. Even if you've got staff, it can be yeah. lonely. 
Do you know, weirdly as well, it's something that keeps coming out. Even when I speak to spa managers of like large teams, you know, they still feel lonely, even if you're working in a like a busy hotel or something like that, because usually you're the only person who knows anything about your particular bit of the business. Yes. And there's just, there isn't anyone else to go to, to sort of share in yeah. In, in the struggles that you're going through. So so that is very much why I wanted to do the show today. Not just to focus on the negatives. That's not what we're about. No. But I wanted to very much highlight to anyone who's newly gone into it, who's suddenly starting to think, well, hang on a minute. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I want to, for you guys, I want to highlight that this is something that everybody is going through. So you're not alone in Definitely. this particular worry. And if you are thinking of going out on your own, you know, I think it's good to go out with your eyes open, know these things are going to be struggles, challenges that you face and and to set yourself up in the right way definitely so um so let's take it back just one stage why do you think kerry why do people generally in our industry go out on their own and set up their own businesses what do you think it is they're looking for i think it's sometimes i mean i know from me i started out straight away having the dream it was the dream to work for myself never for somebody else um, so sometimes it can be a bit of a call-in but i think even if you've worked in other places, you do start to think, I can do it better. Um, I can do it my way. I don't have to share a room room with someone that's messy. I don't have to have to do a boss that's cutting corners. I can do it properly. I can do it my way. Um, and you're given, you'll feel like you're going to have more freedom. No one's telling you, you have to take a holiday here, there. You've just got so much more freedom and you do make more money than you would working in a salon or spa per hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's, it's, that's, that's the main reasons I would say people kind of want to start their own business. Um, and that's kind of the, the thing, isn't it? Cause you, I suppose, and it kind of has to be this way when, when you're thinking about striking out on your own, you know, you've got to look at the positives, otherwise no one would do it. No. Um, so, so you kind of, you do, you focus on the, the, you think, oh, the freedom, I think I can do it better. I can earn more money. And that's where your head is. Yeah. You forget that these, all these other things that are going to come up. So yeah, you, so you've got to have the positives. Oh. Otherwise, people wouldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, reality kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. And things happen. Um, yeah. So so you've mentioned a couple of things. You mentioned loneliness as being kind of one of the key things there. Um, but what were the, for you, when you went out on your own, what were the initial kind of challenges and, and surprises that you faced that you hadn't necessarily thought about? It's kind of like when you you are alone. So it's everything is up to you. So you've got to be your biggest cheerleader and kind of get yourself out there because you are, in essence, your own unique selling point. You know, your USP gets branded around a lot, course, yeah. but it is you that's that. Um, and that takes quite a bit of confidence to put yourself forward and out there. So you've got to really kind of dig deep and go, I've got to get myself out of here. Otherwise, no one's going to know about you. And yeah. I think sometimes you go into it thinking, oh, I'm a good therapist. I've got loads of clients at my work in place. But then these people don't necessarily come with you and you are on your own. It's up to you how you build yeah. your business. Um, and you have so many hats to wear. That again, you don't realize it's not just, oh, you do treatments and that's it. You've got to learn really about PR, marketing, social media, branding, um, just financial. You don't get, yeah. you don't, you don't get taught any of this at college no. at all. Um, and even if you work in a spa, you don't really, you get to learn dribs and drabs, but not really. Um, no. Money management. And just overwhelm of all of that that I've just said. <laughs> yeah. And on top of all that, because there are all those things, time management as well, because yes. you've, you've, you, you, you very quickly realize that there are all these different hats that you've got to wear. Yeah. Half the time you don't know 
what hats you're supposed to be wearing until sometimes, you know, it suddenly it crops up and you're like, oh, I should have done that. Now I need to go and, and figure out what I should have yeah, done. Yeah. So then you've got this time management issue because you've got the thing where you actually need to earn the money, do the treatments. Yes. Then you've got to figure out all the bits that you should be doing on top of that and how to do them and when to fit them in and yeah. all of these different things. And it's, I guess, all of these things that, that you suddenly start to think, well, I'm on my own. I've got to do all of these things. And yes, I may be seeing clients through the day. So I'm seeing people, but, but so often I'm just, it's just me. It's just, yeah. And it's up to you. Like no one's telling you, right, you need to sort out your, you know, your takings for this month or what's your promotion plan this month or how are you going to market yourself this month? No one tells you how to do this. You've got to go, right, I've got to do it. And like exactly like you say, the time management, I think with the whole, even planning your social media and doing your finances, it's always put on the back burner. It's not seen as a priority. When it's an integral part of a business, but we get so focused on clients, 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 that all of that stuff goes to the bottom of the list and keeps mounting up and up. <laughs> so I've been there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And is, is loneliness something that you struggled with? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, just especially because I, I work at home and I found, although I'd have people in the house, being inside to do all my clients and all my admin, I would go insane. Um, it's just you get a bit... Um, What's the word? You just get a bit... Cabin fever. That's the word. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Cabin fever. You feel like you've got no one to talk to about these issues. And then you then you have the danger of talking to people that aren't in business who actually don't know really anything about business, giving you advice. That oh, my goodness. Yeah. Really yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you, and you start listening to them. Yeah. And it's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> exactly. And like they say, you're the result of the, you know, the five people you hang around with. And if yep. you aren't hanging around with like-minded business people, um, people, your friends and family just don't get it. They won't get it. They don't love your business as much as you. So that's when they might go, well, maybe you should just give up or get a job. Mm. Because they Great advice it. that is. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, really, I've, I've felt it a lot and overwhelmed from just being alone and not knowing how to learn all this stuff, really. Definitely. Okay. Okay. So, um, so I was going to say, uh, and you sort of just mentioned it there, are there different types of loneliness? Um, you know, there's, there's, I guess there's the loneliness of when you're starting out and maybe you don't have a lot of clients, you know, you are just on your own a lot. Yeah, you are. Um, like I say, it's up to you. So you can feel very isolated. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also, you could, there's different types of loneliness, really. Even you can feel lonely if you've got bad clients coming in and they're bad energy, yep. which my advice would be to sack them. You can sack mm -hmm. your clients, um, but that can be draining and lonely if you've got people that aren't sort of aligned to what you're doing or who you want to work with and they're just a pain and cancelling and stuff. Um, you've then got the, the loneliness sometimes of just feeling that you're a burden with your money issues, especially if you're relying on someone else to pay the mortgage and you're trying your best. Yep. Um, if you're you know, lucky to have a partner that can assist you, you have the pressures of that and you can feel quite lonely and isolated. Um, but even if you're in a team, especially if you've been a therapist and then you've decided to go out on your own with a new team, you're used to being like the friend, you're used to being like yep. buddies of all the rest of the team. And then you're putting this authoritative figure and you can't be as pally because you won't, people won't listen to you. No, unfortunately. No, that is, that, and, and that sets yourself apart all on its own. Cause you can't be pally. You can't be, you know, one of the guys anymore because, because you've got to get them to take you seriously. You've got to, yeah. unfortunately, sometimes 
tell them that they need to do things that they maybe don't want to do. Yeah. Um, and immediately that kind of puts you on a on a on an island all on your own. And again, even though you've got people around you, you're like, okay, lonely again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you are people, especially if you've got a hard team to manage, um, and they've just seen you as one of them, and now all of a sudden you're kind of like, well, I'm your boss now. That can be a real. That can be really hard and yeah. isolating. And I think sometimes naturally therapists aren't naturally kind of authoritative figures not all but it, they find it hard to overcome that one that step of taking the, the higher ground and telling people what to do yeah and worried that they're going to be seen as a horrible person really yeah and that's you know and, and and i think the the best managers don't try and be friends with their team yeah. know, at the end of the day your team needs to respect you and i'm not saying you need to just you know <laughs> throw your weight around all the time but you know it is more about respect it's not about friends because yeah. you know, at the end of the day you've got a business to run and, and you've got to tell them to do things yeah and that's it and that doesn't come naturally to to some people and that's okay you've got to just learn these management skills really another thing you've got to learn another thing to add to that another list. thing yeah <laughs> another hat <laughs> another to wear <laughs> exactly so another thing that I was thinking of as well is because we're, we're talking about loneliness, but uh, but you've also mentioned overwhelm there as well. So, yeah. and I think if you've never been in this position, if you've never run a business for yourself, I think sometimes you can just not necessarily be able to pin down the feeling that you're struggling with. You just kind of know you're not happy. Yes. So do you have any kind of ways to to I, help your the people you work with identify what what the feeling is that they're feeling sometimes yeah I mean think overwhelm when you are feeling overwhelmed it can feel very you can very easily start to procrastinate and don't do anything so before mm. you know it and I think it's learning to understand when that overwhelm hits you can feel you just procrastinate anything seems more enjoyable than the job that you should be doing absolutely anything um, you'll want to like especially if you work at home you want to clean like cleaning just seems really appealing <laughs> Yeah, putting uh, the washing on oh, i've really got that washing needs doing i must do that yeah anything to do like a facebook live i'd rather put the wash my husband's <laughs> pants kind of thing <laughs> anything but facebook live washing your husband's pants there yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then you just find that you then just don't get anything done you'll feel very foggy you'll just you'll kind of have a list as long as your arm but won't know where to start yeah. um and it can be really almost could put you in quite a, almost a depressive mood so it's very it's no having to understand when you feel overwhelmed and to deal with it quickly before you go into that you know the, you don't want to you don't want it to affect your mental health really of course and that is the danger that is yes really the, the reason I wanted to sort of highlight yeah. this because I think that is a, a real issue given all the awareness that we've got now of mental health you know yeah. Um, it doesn't have to turn into full-blown clinical depression for you to be depressed for it to have a serious effect on your life and your work. Totally agree. And then the anxiousness will kick in because you're not making enough or you've got to get yourself out there, but you're too scared what everyone's going to think of you. Yeah. Um, and it's just easier just to sit there and put Love Island on than <laughs> to, <laughs> because you haven't got a boss to say otherwise. <laughs> so then nothing gets done. Cool. So... Those are the problems, those are the issues, those are the realities yeah. that you've got to deal with. Yeah. So since you suffered from this or struggled with this yourself, yes. what can you do? What have you found that works? What do you ha what do you tell people to do if they are struggling? First of all, let's say with the loneliness side of things. With the loneliness, it's a case of trying to get yourself out there 
with like-minded people, not clients, not your family and friends. I mean, yes, that's lovely, but actually like-minded people. So other business owners either are either where you want to be or on the same journey as you. Right. Um, and that you can find them on, bizarrely enough, the internet, Facebook communities of can be really really good um but again you then don't want to try and compare your story to somebody else's that's true comparison is another big big cause for stress as well (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly um get out into the community you can go to like networking events if that's your bag um to again mix with people that are like-minded and don't feel like everybody has to be kind of like financial advisors and accountants there are nice uh, groups out there for like-minded business women or men or mixed, um, however you feel that you can find your tribe, as much as that's a buzzword, but it's kind of finding your people. Um, And also getting out of your environment, I think helps me massively. So rather than being stuck to the house, I go out, take my laptop for my admin, I'll schedule it in so it's an important, it's a, an appoint, a business meeting with myself, go to a cafe, go anywhere that makes you feel happy and kind of just out the house, just to be with other people is really nice. Um, outsource, if you can outsource tasks that, tasks that you hate doing or you kind of think that you're no good at, which is okay, um, I mean, it's good to learn all these things, but you can outsource. VAs will cost you, what, £25 an hour. Get one for one hour a week can help. Take the burden off, and just to have another little team member can really help. Um, it really does, actually, yeah, just to pick up on that. Yeah. Because even if it is just a small amount of time, yeah. if you work with someone regularly like that, they are going to get to know you and your business a little bit. Yeah. So, So even though they may not be... Uh, a, a marketing guru or a financial advisor or someone like that. It's someone who understands what you're trying to do. Yeah. You can bounce the occasional idea off. Yeah, exactly. And it is trying, don't be just because, you know, you work from home, you're a mobile therapist or you've got a small treatment room, you can still outsource stuff to yes, take the burden off you. Even like social media, people can do your social media for you, do your copy, get an accountant, just build up a little network of people that kind of work for you and have got your back as well um and take a break if you feel really like overwhelmed and lonely get out there with your friends and family and make sure you do take some time off don't don't become a slave to your business one thing i've done and this was based on some advice from from someone who funnily enough was on the podcast but um i've now started scheduling each week the things that the me things before i start filling the week with work stuff yes because Otherwise, you fill the week with work stuff and then you're trying to cram in a little me thing. And I'm not talking huge amounts, but like oh. every day I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go out and have a coffee. Yes, I can go to my kitchen area and make myself a coffee, but yeah. I'm still in my office. Yeah. So literally just a walk down the road. It's not far. Win a quick coffee. Sit down for 20 minutes, just away yeah. from everything. You know. Yeah, it's perfect. Go for a walk, go to the gym, go and have a massage. Anything like you time is actually in. Oh, I. I've learned now it's, yes. it's imperative. You need to yep. do it. And you almost want to make it a non-negotiable yep. in your working week to take. Absolutely. Because you think if you, if you work somewhere, if you work in an office, if you work in a, a spa, if you work in a, a salon, somewhere where there are lots of other people, yes. you'll take these little, little micro breaks that aren't really breaks. You know, you'll just in between appointments, you'll just have a quick chat with someone for five yeah. minutes about, yeah. you know, life, something else that's happening, not about yeah. work all the time. Yeah. And that's just such an important, just, 
way for your mind to just for a few minutes get away from right now i need to do this and then i need to do the marketing thing and oh, i've better do a social media post oh got a facebook live later <laughs> and all these things that just go around your head when you're yeah. in your workplace on your own yeah exactly just get yourself out and do something have a little list of things that you can do that just make you happy really yep. is the main thing that's so, not work <laughs> <laughs> so for loneliness make make a list things that are happy me time get out there into groups and things like that. And oh yeah, so I was going to say about this, so networking groups, you've got these very business-focused networking groups. In the UK, we've got something called, the, the is it BNI, Business Networking Institute? Oh yes, which, yeah. Which, they have meetings all over the place yeah. and they are, they're great yeah. if you're trying to grow a business or something like that, but they are very business-focused. You know, everyone kind of turns up and, in an, in the nicest possible way, everyone's there to try and promote their own business. So yeah. you end up talking about work a lot. Yes. Um, but there are other groups as well. Where I live, certainly there's there's a little um, there's a group. It start it's started on Facebook, but now they have kind of actual in person yeah. meetings, and it's just independent business owners who do work on their own a lot, um, and they get together. And it is literally they get together for a coffee and a chat. And occasionally, occasionally they mention work, but it's not just about work. So if you can find a group like that, of like you say like-minded people trying to build a business but you're not necessarily just going to talk about work yeah um that's something great to do uh, yeah as well yeah 100 you just you can then bounce ideas off each other because yeah. you know, they might have tried something but they can go well why don't you try that in your business or because otherwise you try and learn from other people's mistakes that's what i always say <laughs> so you yeah. got to, you know and you'll be surprised how often you meet someone in these groups yeah. that can directly help you with the problem you've got yes exactly. um you know my funnily enough my sister's recently started a, 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 her own business marketing business yeah and uh because she's in marketing she put herself out there she went out to these these business groups and like first meeting she found her accountant she found her solicitor she found all these different things and it yeah. was just in one meeting so so you never know what's going to happen so even if you think you're not i'm not a, a an extrovert i'm not someone who can put themselves out there just go along just give it a try and you never know how it's going to work. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not, I'm quite an introverted person. I like to be alone, but there comes to a point where I like people. Um, cause, uh, but I've got, you just have to get yourself out there and mix in with people, uh, but you don't have to be all loud and here I am kind of thing. Yeah. You, can just, yeah, you don't have to be the, no. the life so you don't have to be the oh, loudest God. person in the room. Definitely Just not. getting out there to be with people is, is the key thing there. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So that's loneliness. What about the overwhelm then? What's some good things to do if you're, like you say, you're, you're doing everything else, but the list of tasks that you know yeah. you've got to do. How do you get through that? Again, with the overwhelm, the best thing I could say is to do like, when someone's feeling really overwhelmed, like put two hours aside. I know that might sound quite a lot, but it's worth it. And brain dump everything like everything that you think I've got to do I've got to do I've got to do write it down then have a bit of a look and kind of start to prioritize these things to like business critical life critical stuff stuff that would be like quite nice to do that you'll do like next but it's not essential to stuff that would be like yeah one day life can go on without doing this thing and start to prioritize and then with your business critical or life critical one choose three to five just write them down and you don't focus on anything else other than getting those three to five things done yep. take them off and then move on to the next lot that's in your brain dump if you like but it's not writing like but your brain dumps one thing then just stick to three or five tasks rather than yep. keep writing endless to-do lists is the that- is a really good piece of advice yeah get it out of your head yes because when it's stuck in your head it seems overwhelming it, yeah. it, 
where it comes from. It just seems massive and, and yeah. every single, and, and I used to do this as well. Even small tasks that I, if I thought about them, knew I could get done in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Seemed to be as big as the huge tasks that I knew would take me days. And, they, yeah. and in, your, when they're in your head, you can't necessarily tell them apart. But as soon as you write them down, you go, well, I could actually do that this afternoon. Yeah. That'd be right. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, I like that. And the other thing as well is, and this is something I've started doing uh, or been doing for a while now, is when you tick things off your list, keep them somewhere so that you can yeah. go back and look at them. Because when you're having those days where you think, I'm not getting anywhere, I'm not getting anything done, yeah. you can go back and look at that list of stuff you've ticked off Yeah. in the last month or something. You go, well, hang on a minute. At the beginning of the month, I was struggling to even do anything and I've done all these things so if I just stick to those three to five a day I will get yeah. to where I want to get to exactly and even if it's just one thing a day it's that one step closer to where you want to yes. be or one thing yes. less off and it's celebrating actually you know especially if you've got you know a lot going on family life or just general you know if stuff goes on outside your business just celebrate those little things that you have done and ticked off um and plan 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 like the night yeah, before I've, I've seen your planning information there Kerry <laughs> you are a planner I am but then what you have to be careful of is that you don't plan what is it parallel um my husband says it can't think what it is where you plan so much that you then don't get anything done because you're just ah, analysis paralysis that's the one yes yes you've got to make sure you don't get that <laughs> yeah I'm I, I struggle I can, I'm such a good planner I can plan and replan and do another plan and check yeah. the plan and plan to do some more planning and then sort of accidentally forget to do the stuff that was in the oh, plan. Oh, I have um, to <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You've, you've got the, the wall chart, you've got the post-it notes, and you are so well planned, but you've got to actually do it at some point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. <laughs> so execute on it. Um, cool. So that's amazing. One question I did think about when I was just putting the notes together for this episode was, can that feeling of loneliness ever actually be useful in business do you think um can it be useful i think i think it's good to be alone is a good thing because it's you've got focus you haven't got distractions and you can just be like laser focused on what you're doing but to be actual to feel loneliness it could be a driving force to push yourself yep. forward and to do things to stop feeling lonely and get yourself out there um but if it's that kind of dark loneliness no. <laughs> that's probably never a good thing no. yeah. that's true. <laughs> no. but yeah that, i think that's what i was kind of trying to get at you know that the, you can you can view it as a bad thing if, if you're if you're feeling lonely because there isn't anyone else sort of in your business you can view it as the bad thing yeah or you can view it as the strength you can say okay well i know that no one's going to come knocking on my office door or no one's going to be in my treatment room or all these kind of things. So if yeah. you actually switch your mindset sometimes on it and view it as a positive and embrace the things that you can now do rather than worrying and, and procrastinating, then yes. that's one way one way that it does become a bit of a strength in business. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do agree. And working on your mindset is a massive thing that people that has something else to do, but it's kind of get looks gets looked over working on like your thoughts and getting into that right mindset of running a business as well. This is true. And, and I have to say, I think there's the, there's a lot of talk going on about mindset now. And, and yeah. it's, I guess it's always been a thing, but it's very much been a big thing in, in the entrepreneur business owners world in yeah. kind of the past two or three years. Yeah. And I know when people started talking about it, I even was like, mindset, whatever. Yeah. And I sort of lumped it in with the whole kind of spirituality yeah. thing, which I'm getting more in touch yeah. with, I have to say, but I, I, I dismissed it. I really did. Yeah. 
And since I've kind of tiptoed into it and realized a few things about myself and how I work and things like that, yeah. I've suddenly gone, oh, hang on a minute. This is that mindset thing that everyone's been talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I do like all of that. And it's more like self, self-development. self Even that sounds a bit woo-woo. I mean, I'm quite woo-woo. I put it yeah. out there. Um, but yeah, like working on just, just self-development and thinking about your goals and checking in what I do regularly is check in with myself as well. Like in a, I've got a journal. I love, mm-hmm. I love most people I know love stationery or women anyway. Um, and I'll check in with myself, like how am I feeling today and be completely honest with how I'm feeling about money, feeling about work, relationships, myself. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a really good idea as well. Cause you'd probably normally have those chats, yeah. you know, over a coffee on a morning with some, with someone else. Yeah. Whereas if that's not happening, so yeah, check in with yourself. Just, just how are you feeling? How are you doing? What's that? You know, you get out of bed on the morning. I'm not quite feeling right. Let's take 10 minutes just to figure out what that feeling is. Can I do anything about it and yeah. change my whole day? Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Starting off with that kind of mindset and keeping clear on where you're, it's really important to remember your why as well. So when all oh, yeah. the, time happens and it's not very nice keep focused on actually why you're doing it and it will hopefully push you out of the not so the lonely times the lonely times keeps yeah. keeps you focused keep you going yeah, yeah. energized all the things i honestly i never thought three years ago when i started this podcast i never thought i'd be talking about mindset and journaling and all those kind of things and <laughs> and i do now i keep a, a journal it is yeah. it is more of a it is more of a business focused type journal. It's about yeah. tasks and getting things done, all those kind of things. But I do it every day. Yeah. And there's a section. In fact, I've got it. Hey, hang on. Um, it's just here on my desk. Um, but it's got a section in there about uh, daily gratitude. Yeah. And I've, I've used this for a couple yeah. of years. And for the first two years, I ignored that bit. I was yeah. like, well, that's not for me. That's for, you know, the slightly more woo-woo types. Yeah. And then about a year ago, I, th- I thought, well, it, I'm wasting all this paper. I'll start filling it in with some stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, so and on, it was the same kind of stuff every day. It was like, I'm grateful for my family, health. You know, if it was a nice day, sunny weather, I was able to go for a walk, all these kind of yeah. things. And I was like, there's probably no point to this, but I'll keep filling it in. And then gradually I started to think, actually, I'm starting my day off by thinking all the good things that I'm actually really lucky and and happy for and I suddenly started to think actually I'm not starting days off anymore going oh my god I've got to do this and I've got to get this done that report I've got to get done so I was like actually this this, there's something to all this maybe I should look into this a bit more um but yes so yeah I never thought three years ago I'd be talking about uh, things like that on the podcast so I've uh, I'm growing yeah growing that's it (laughs) I love a bit of gratitude and especially when you like feel it and you can feel like excited by what you're grateful for like things things do start to happen and it just yeah. changes how you view the whole day definitely, definitely if you does. have one client that day and the rest have cancelled be grateful for that one client and you know touch yeah. that money and feel grateful for it give them 110 percent. yeah yeah exactly definitely awesome cool so Kind of, I think that's kind of a pretty good place to wrap things up. Perfect. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say on, on the topic here? Anything we've missed? No, I feel like we've... Um, one thing I will say is just about businesses and training. Mm-hmm. I think and I think one of the notes you sent me is about, you know, people get worried about having to be on trend all the time and using all yeah. the... Yeah. What I would say, and I, do, I said it the other day actually in my group, to sort of stop thinking you've got to keep training in treatments actually start training in business skills and 
it's really important sales, marketing, social media skills. Um, you haven't got to spend thousands, but actually start investing some time into that rather than just keep panicking, thinking you need to add to your treatment menu because yeah. you don't necessarily. No, absolutely not. I was um, I was doing a, a seminar recently and, and this discussion point came up and um, all these salon owners in the room were like, well, you know, we didn't, we, we never thought we were going to be millionaires by being salon owners. We just wanted to, you know, yeah. have some freedom, all that kind of thing. I was like, well, that's okay. That's fine if yeah. that's your goal. But going into it like that isn't a great place to yeah. be. You know, there are some millionaire therapists out there. Yeah. And if you find them and you track them down, they focus on one thing. Yeah. So they don't do loads of, they are, the best you know, sports massage in, in yeah. the world they're the best makeup artists in the world yeah. so actually the more sensible thing to do just exactly as you say is to find the thing that you love doing yes focus on that become the best at that become you know become in your area yeah. you know as soon as someone thinks about that thing they think mm-hmm. of your name 100 percent. and that way you get to charge what you want yeah Exactly. Be the expert and don't be scared of like I'm starting to encourage a lot of my like coaching clients now to stop treatments that they hate doing. Because what's the point? If you don't like it, then and I guarantee you keep thinking I hate it, I hate it, you'll get more of them in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's who you'll attract. Yeah. Always, yeah. Yeah. So just get don't be scared of getting rid of things that you don't like doing or don't bring you in the money. So it's you want to have a happy ship. So don't think you've got to do every treatment out there just because everyone else is yeah absolutely so focus on the thing that you love become great at the marketing of it become great at the business yeah. side of it the pricing side of it yeah that's it and, and that's the way that you probably should grow more than just going oh i need to do a new treatment and learn a new skill and all these yeah, things exactly. get that new machine yeah exactly exactly <laughs> cool well Thank you very much, Kerry. You're more than welcome. Hugely appreciate being on the show. What what is coming up for you next? I mean, I just watching all the things you've done over the past year. I genuinely am sat there going, "How on earth does she find the time?" To do? And literally, you'd never mention. We we sort of keep in touch a little bit, and yeah. you've not mentioned this book at all. And then suddenly, I'm seeing these posts going, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm a Amazon best-selling author." Um, I'm like, where the hell does she find the time? <laughs> I know. I don't know where I find the time. <laughs> um, yeah. So what's next is I am launching my membership site which is quite exciting. So I'm, yes. So that's all about, um, we're four solo therapists Mm -hmm. and we're going to be doing monthly, um, like trainings and modules and getting experts in. Um, and it's kind of more like it's to do also with like the spiritual side as in like uh, journaling and gratitude, but also business skill as well, bringing the two together. Um, so I'm quite excited about that. So a membership is going to be called the Affluent Solo Therapist Club. So Ooh, yeah. I like it very much. So if people want to find out about that, if people want to follow you, Kerry, where's the best place for them to uh, uh, track you down? So you can find me on Facebook and under Kerry Beavis, or I do have a Facebook group for solo therapists, which is called the Revive Co Pro. So go and check that out. Um, yep. And it's I'm there. I do weekly um, lives. You can ask me anything. And it's just a really nice community in there. Um, so you can find me on there and on Instagram, which is, I have to remember, KB underscore the underscore beauty underscore expert. <laughs> we will we will put links in the show notes yeah. pages for all of those so people can go and find them and click on them. Yes. Um, and I'll give you the, uh, I'm not sure exactly what episode number this is going to be. So if you listen to the bit after the interview, I'll tell you the place to go and find all the show notes. Oh, perfect. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Speak to you again soon. Thank you. 
amazing. Kerry is such an inspiration. She makes it seem so easy, but she also proves that it's possible too. Now, I truly hope that our conversation there helped you, whether it gave you some ideas to help you out if you're dealing with the loneliness of being a beauty business owner yourself, or if it just gave you, you know, the confidence to know that it's okay, that you're not weird, you're perfectly fine, you're not alone, and everybody goes through this. Now, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I would love to help you, not just if you're feeling alone in the running of your business, but with any sort of challenge or struggle that you might be having. Maybe just maybe, this would be a good reason to get in contact with me about booking your own beauty business breakthrough session. Let me help you. Now, remember, all you need to do is go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash breakthrough. There's no fancy page there at the moment. There might be in the future, I don't know. But it will take you through the process of booking a call with me, asking you the few questions that I need you to answer to make sure that I deliver some huge value when we actually talk. Now, I look forward to speaking with as many of you as possible. So please do go ahead and book yourself a call. I'll see you back here in a few weeks' time. Speak to you again very soon. Bye for now.